0: Hi, I'm Heather with First Pioneers Federal Credit Union, and welcome to the Money Tips No One Told You podcast. Here at First Pioneers, we love helping you understand your finances better and giving you the tools you need to be financially successful. Here we're going to talk about financial terminology, how different accounts work, we're going to share tips that make your financial life easier, and so much more. Are you ready to dive in? Welcome back, everyone. If you remember last time we were talking about your finances and your mental health, and I actually want to dive a little deeper into that, because some of the things we recommended will actually also help you create a strong financial foundation. And I know we talk about a lot of these things a lot, but the truth is that's because they need to be talked about a lot. And plus there are a few additional suggestions that we have for you, because the truth is a strong foundation is possibly one of the most crucial aspects of your financial journey. And it could really help with feeling secure and therefore be helpful for that mental health relationship to your finances that we discussed before. And this could be if you're just starting your journey, or if you're looking to strengthen your financial knowledge. The ABCs of personal finance can help no matter where you are in your financial journey. So first, let's talk about why building a strong financial foundation is so important. A solid financial foundation serves as the backbone of your financial health. It provides stability, security, and peace of mind. And having a solid foundation allows you to weather those unexpected storms that might come up like a job loss or an unexpected really big repair job. And it perhaps can even help you seize opportunities for growth. So let's start with the letter A, which is assess your financial situation. So what does that mean? And how can you do that effectively? Assessing your financial situation involves taking a close look at your income, expenses, and also your assets and liabilities. We talk about this frequently, I know, but basically, you want to start by creating a budget. And there you're tracking your monthly income and expenses, and that's actually pretty vital. Does anyone remember why that's so important? so that you can understand where your money is going. And then identify areas where you maybe need to cut back a bit on unnecessary spending. What it does is gives you a really clear picture of your financial standing. And that will allow you to make informed decisions as you move forward. If you already have an established budget and are maybe a bit further along in your journey, it's still always a good idea to reassess where you are. Check those investments and make sure they're still yielding what you desire. There may be goals you've reached that require an adjustment in your savings. Maybe a child made a different decision about their education and you need to adjust that saving strategy. The truth is simple things like a job change or buying a new vehicle or moving can all change your financial budget and your plan. So the point is, it's important to revisit your goals and your plans periodically. And look, everyone's plan is different. Everyone's financials are different. But No matter what your financials are and where you are in that journey, just make sure that you take a look at your overall plan from time to time and make sure that it's still working for you. And this can be as basic as checking your budget or as in-depth as looking at your investment accounts. The key is make sure you're taking a look at it. Now let's move on to the letter B, which is building an emergency fund. So why is an emergency fund so important? Well, building up that fund is actually critical in order to handle unexpected expenses that don't then derail all those financial plans that you had made. A great goal is to save three to six months worth of living expenses in your emergency fund. What that does is it basically serves as a safety net During um, challenging times, and that may be things like medical emergencies, a job loss, or even major car repairs or home repairs. Like we said before, it's a good idea to revisit this fund periodically as well. I mean, what if you've used some of the funds? You want to make sure you build them back up. If you've had a job change or maybe you've moved into a new home, that could actually change the amount that you would like to have in the account. So just make sure that you're looking at the account from time to time, and if that goal amount has changed, that you're adjusting accordingly. That brings us to the letter C, which is control your debt. Now, how can we do that? How can we reduce our debts? And I know we talk about debt a lot, too. It's just so important to keep your debt under control. One good way to start is by prioritizing your high interest debts, such as your credit card debt, and work towards paying those off first. And we always recommend that you start with the highest interest rate card first and put all that you can towards it. Some people recommend that you even do just a minimum payment on all your other cards and use that extra that you would have paid on those and focus it on just the one. And then once you've paid it off, you do the same with the next one and so on and so on. Some will suggest that you consolidate your debts. And while that can be a great idea, I would be careful on how you do that. There are places out there that offer Um, consolidation options that can actually hurt your standing with creditors. So if you want a loan like that, I would recommend speaking with your credit union or your bank first. They could help you understand that consolidation and maybe help you explore what options might be available. You may also be able to negotiate a lower interest rate to help ease that burden. I mean, it can't hurt to call and ask and see if you might be able to get some help in that way from the credit card companies. You also want to avoid taking on any additional debt unless it is just absolutely necessary. I might even venture to say an emergency where you just have to do that. The goal here is you really just want to do your best to focus on living within your means, living within your budget. So now we're going to go past ABC into the letter D, and that is develop a long-term saving strategy. So here what you're doing is going beyond emergency savings and having savings that's really more for a very specific purpose. This is more about your other more long-term financial goals, and that could be something like buying a home or an education fund or it could be saving for retirement. The idea here is to establish specific and achievable goals. Then you want to explore your different investment options. And that could include retirement accounts or even brokerage accounts to help your money grow over time. Consistency and patience are the keys when it comes to successful long term savings. Like I know most of us are used to sort of instant results these days, and this is very much not that. <laughs> you want to invest or you want to open a CD or, or some similar type of account, and then you're watching that money grow over time. It can actually be quite fulfilling, So if you don't have long-term savings as part of your plan, I would definitely look at that and start a plan for those goals. Okay, so you ready for a couple more letters before we finish? Let's discuss the letter E, which is for educate yourself. We talked about this a bit before as well, but financial literacy is the foundation of sound decision making. Educate yourself about personal finance topics, read books, listen to podcasts, and take advantage of online resources, attend financial workshops, or consult with a financial advisor if you feel like you need to. The truth is, the more you know, the better equipped you are to make informed decisions that align with your goals. The truth is, you may need to learn some basics of finances. We all need it. We've all done it. Then after that, it'll be time to maybe move into some more in-depth things. And I mean financial topics that go beyond your basic savings, your checking accounts. And the truth is, sometimes those can trip you up. I mean, you don't know what you don't know, right? I believe that asking questions is the key, even if you don't really know what to ask. Let's say you want to buy a house. Well, go to your credit union, talk to a lender, tell them that, hey, I want to buy a house and I don't really know where to start. That's a great source of information that can help answer questions for you and get you started. I've said investments a couple of times here and I know for a lot of people, investments are kind of a whole new level of financials that can be hard to understand. Maybe a financial advisor, could be a great place to start to get help with something like that. Also visit your HR department at work. If there are accounts available to you to help you save, sometimes they are literal savings accounts, sometimes they're retirement accounts, they're going to know about all of those. Then if you find that you need a little more help understanding those, maybe take that paperwork and go to your credit union. And ask them or go to that financial advisor that you found and see if they can help you understand it. There's always someone that can help. Just keep asking questions until you find the person that you need. Speaking of accounts you can have at work, let's go to the letter F, which is focus on retirement planning. So, why is it so essential to start planning for retirement early? And what steps can you take? to secure your future. Well, one of the reasons that starting early with retirement planning can be helpful is it allows you the power of compounding, and that will work in your favor. So let me try to explain that. If you have it available to you, contribute to a retirement account at your work. That may be a 401k or an IRA. And it will allow you to take advantage of any employer matching contributions. Often, employers will match or give a percentage of what you gave. So you're giving some and then your employer is matching it to some percentage, sometimes 100%, sometimes 50%, depends on the employer. So you may be able to actually double your contribution in that way. So it's absolutely worth it. We recommend starting with setting specific retirement goals, and then regularly review that and adjust your investments so that they're aligned with um, how your needs may be changing, and also risk tolerance. Basically, you can decide how risky you want your 401k investment to be. And you tell the people that are handling it what you want to do what level of risk you want, and then they handle all the investments, you don't have to worry about that part. But you do have to tell them how you want it invested. And you know, when you're younger, You can often be a little riskier with your investment because the truth is, you're not going to need those funds as soon. So, if you maybe lose a little bit, you have time to make it back. And of course, the higher the risk, the higher the return can be. And you know, investments can be a bit cyclical, so they may be down one day and up the next. So, like I said, you may lose a little bit one day, but then. You may make that back fairly quickly, depending on the cycle of the investment. But if you're older and getting closer to retirement age, you may want to be a little bit safer with your money so that hopefully you don't lose any before you're going to need it. So what you may consider is start out a bit riskier if you're younger And then as you get older, you may want to change that level of risk, maybe go a little bit more moderate as you get a little bit older. Then like we said, go even um, less risky, a little safer as you get closer to that retirement age. So definitely look at your options for retirement for a 401k, see what's available to you and absolutely take advantage of it if you can. Finally, let's explore the letter G, which is give back to your community. Are you asking how charitable giving can be part of a strong financial foundation? Well, giving back to your community is not only fulfilling, but it can also be a part of your financial plan. It's important to incorporate charitable giving into your budget. Find causes that resonate with you, that are important to you. And your donation can be money or money. Or it could also be time or skills. I remember years ago when we started attending our church and um, one of the groups that we were a part of, I heard one of the ladies say she considered this her talent tithe. And I thought that was a very interesting way to put it, that we were giving of our time and our talents in ways that helped the church move forward. But there was nothing monetary involved. It was simply us. And of course, it was really fulfilling to be able to offer our talents in a way that helped a greater cause. So there are all kinds of ways that you can donate of yourself. And truly, any of these ways can make a positive impact and help others. And it helps create a sense of purpose in your financial journey. Every bit of help an organization gets helps them move forward. And of course, success for one can help in the success of another. So building each other up and giving of ourselves is an important part of community and of success. Of course, my bonus tip today is the letter I for invest in yourself. And that can be in a variety of ways. It could be self-care. We've talked about some of that before. You know, get away and do you things. And if you can, don't wait until you need it. Try to do it before that so that you're not just reacting. Maybe have a regular date night with yourself and go out to dinner or take yourself to lunch or go to a coffee shop and just have some time to yourself where you can recharge. This could also be health care. You want to make sure that you're healthy, that you're going to the doctor when you need to, Eating right, getting exercise, all of those things can make you healthier. Investing could be in your education, you know, bettering your situation by getting training or learning something new can be helpful. It may help you get a raise at work or even a better position. And of course, that will help your financial security. Or you may even take a class just to learn something new that makes you happy. And that's great maybe you finally take that cake decorating class or that photography class i know our local university has a variety of i think they call them lifestyle classes and it's things like dance or guitar or writing or you can learn computer software there're just there's so many options there's even stores that will sometimes offer classes did you know that I know our local Hobby Lobby will offer um, maybe floral arranging or things like that at times. I think Lowe's does some things like that, too. So just be open to new ideas and trying new things. We never stop growing and learning. So what were our ABCs? Assess. Build. Control. Develop. Educate focus, and give. These are truly pillars you can use for your financial success. And of course, let's not forget I, investing in ourselves. I truly believe if you take these steps to heart, you'll be well on your way to achieving all of your financial goals. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you found this information helpful. And we'd love it if you'd give us a rating. And don't forget to favorite or subscribe to the show. There are several ways you can find us if you need further information or you need to speak with a financial counselor. You can visit us in person in Lafayette or New Iberia, Louisiana. Or you can find us at firstpioneers.com. There you can find out how to become a member of our family and find out other financial information. Be sure and check out the show notes for important links and other information. And as always, we're here to help in any way that we can. We hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time.